Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the D Hoop University podcast. This is your host, Daryl Harris, also known as D Hoopster. And episode 31, it brings to mind the great Hall of Fame Reggie Miller. You may have seen the 30 for 30 winning time. Well, funny you mentioned winning because you may have heard from time to time on this podcast, I like to recreationally wager. I look at sports betting as a metric. It's a measurement for sports research that you can use to factor in your analysis. It's also entertaining. It's also the future of the industry. As we are going to be informed and educated by the guest on this episode today. Folks, listen to me. You need to hear this podcast in its entirety. Let it take as long as it does to get through it. You don't need to rush through any of this podcast, but make a concerted effort to hear this man out because there's a lot of knowledge to be shared. And I'm happy that we got him inside the classroom here at DHU because we like to revisit history. We like to see how that might repeat itself in the future. And we got our man JB the ticket. You may have known him. You may have heard him. And if you're not, it's about time that you got familiar with him. So I'm happy to have him on this pod sharing some wisdom today. I feel like I need to preface some of the conversation, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to give it to you guys real, just like we had it, and buckle up. Like and follow the show so that way you're not missing out when episodes like this drop. Leave a review as well. That's your one homework assignment. Like I said, I don't take attendance. I don't give homework. Your one assignment, which I'm not even going to grade ever. It's just pass or fail. <laughs> just leave us a review. We appreciate it. Without further ado, let's talk. I don't know if you guys are ready, folks. I honestly don't know if you're ready. I got a a valuable listen on here today. And my introduction of him won't do it justice. I just gotta let him start talking. Folks, welcome JB the Ticket, host of Vegas Scoreboard Express. Giving you that three hundred. There you go. On 107.1 FM. You might you may have never heard of this man from a Amazon. Completely different life. Independent and well not spending it. You know what time it is. Thanks for having me on, D. Yes, sir, man. It's my pleasure. And, uh, you know, listeners, you're used to me probably speaking a fair share on these podcasts. I just did an hour and a half episode talking about wrestling. <laughs> I won't be itching to talk over this man because he's got a lot of knowledge, a lot of information to share. And I've got notes. I've got some bare bones stuff. But I really want this conversation to just begin and we will... uh We'll look at the chalkboard every now and then when we need to. But uh, JB, on the pod here, we start with shout outs. Just briefly, if you have any, because a lot of times you save shout outs to the end and you miss it. You don't get a chance to mention it. You forget you meant to mention it. So I'll give one. You think of one. I'll let you get a shout out and then we'll get the ball rolling. Um, Shout out to my anchors and my staff and production team and whole team over at uh, 
eight news now because we just had a crazy week of sports, a crazy week of news. I can't talk. Um, I, I just wrapped up seven days in a row. Um, so I got a well-deserved day off tomorrow. And I just want to shout those guys out. The Brian Loftuses, the Sasha Loftuses, the Frank Russo's, the produce, the directors, everybody, you know, you guys are killing it. It's a pleasure working with you guys. I really don't mind going to work over there. And we had some hard news to cover. We got it done. Talking breaking news, fires, shootings. Within an hour broadcast, it was it was go time. And JB, you actually know something about that. <laughs> yeah, man. Broadcasting is what I do. I just want to give a shout out to only one person, my mom. She turned 82 years old yesterday. Still kicking around. Pop and yes, shit. Yes, sir. You know, still looking, Love it. You know, wonderful person operating at a high level. But you know how they get when they get old little pieces and stuff start falling off. But she's still here, thank God, at 82 years old. And I'm getting a little long in the tooth myself, but uh, that's really Stop it. Me. Also, I guess I can shout out my co-host, Ron Third Down Best Bets. If you guys listen to the show, he is one of the bigger catalysts that I've had on the show. He earned a second chip there with his sports knowledge and the things that he brought to the table just as a sports fan, bringing that fandom back uh, to the sports world so shout out ron third down best best the whole vsx crew kshp and all my listeners out there like i said they've been rocking with me for years and i'm the underground's best kept secret known but unknown you know that old three six mafia take the greatest known unknown well that's me <laughs> go ahead by all means before we even get into it a little more share about what you're doing where folks can hear you what you're bringing to the table with content because folks you got to got to get this guy in your catalog you got to do it well, what i do uh, all you got to do is google or search uh, jb the ticket i try not to give out free promotion uh, to these internet companies it's just not something that i do but all you got to do is search for jb the ticket vegas scoreboard express live i'm on all your major podcast networks you name it i'm there you name it one of my favorite songs shout out Shirley caesar too that's one of my favorite uh, songs. It's like my new holiday song for Thanksgiving. Some people say, over the woods to grandma's house. We're singing, you name it. So, uh, But mainly <laughs> trying to bring the fans back in. Sports betting is my key. Um, all money, all sports, no bull. We don't do the banter. No political talk whatsoever is allowed on my show. If a person calls in and starts with it, they get hung up on immediately. And the sound effects send them on their way like the Sandman from Apollo. Folks. We want to help people make money. <laughs> we want people to recognize that sports betting is not as hard as they think. If you watch sports, if you have a favorite team, heck, you can win 50% of the time just picking your favorite team. If you know your favorite team, turn that knowledge into value. Guys like Scotty Beam up Webb comes on my show, former minor league baseball player. He's a walking pack of baseball cards, and he was trying to do regular sports today. radio. I Thank you. Picks today. Thank you. He was trying to do regular sports radio. And this was prior to sports betting radio getting legal. I've been doing this show since 2017. Started off at KSHP, actually, before I went independent. I was a guest on a show by the name of the guy named John Kelly. And he brought me in. He was the Stardust Hour host for years uh, back during the mob era of Vegas. And, you know, I'm being from New York. A lot of those guys remember me. I played ball back in the day. Did a lot of fun mm -hmm. things in sports. Very well respected. Went to Hofstra. Uh, mm -hmm. Went through a 
prep school upstate New York called Bishop Gibbons. I'm the original Golden Knight. You can Google it. Shout out to Vegas Golden Knights. That's why they've been rocking with me. Shout out Bill Foley. He's been very uh, Shout good out to my Bill Foley. Yeah, he's been very good to my show, man. When I started covering hockey, he was like, I was wondering when you were going to allow your voice to grace my team. I said, look, man, I just wanted to make sure you guys were going to win it. And this was the year that I called you to do it. And congratulations for getting that done. I didn't get a chance to make it out to the parade because earlier that day, I had to host a uh, Juneteenth celebration. Always got to give back to the community. And then by the time I got out of there, uh, that old man set in, you know. (laughs) Yeah, man, I I have a picture. I have a picture with Bill Foley in the in the studio, and I I missed work the day the cup made an appearance, and I covered the parade, covered Juneteenth, all that 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 Saturday night in the newsroom. <laughs> there you go. You know, normally me, I uh, you know I'm all about getting the money. If you listen to my show, getting the money, you wake up early, early to bed, early to wise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise, and that's from our old friend Ben Franklin. And everybody wants him in their pocket but they don't want to follow his principles. A penny saved is a penny earned. A half a pound of common sense is worth in more than 10 pounds of cure. Just very simple anecdotes that you don't look at or understand the person behind the value of the money, which we all seek. And there's a reason why a statesman and not a president is of the highest denomination bill that we produce for general population consumption, because he was the original producer of Greece, a.k.a. Hmm. Greece. Talk about when that I, Greece. I drop, not the country. Again, I have some friends over in uh, Mykonos. Shout out my friends over there. But Mykonos. like I said, his knowledge base, being from the Quakers, having that kind of common sense knowledge. Growing up as a kid, New York, you're poor, you want to get money, but I always had this desire to have the knowledge behind what you were doing. So I learned about all these presidents, what they used to call dead presidents. I learned about all these guys, these statesmen, these people that were drawn on the money. And I got a real good understanding of kind of how a lot of these men thought. And to go back to what I was saying, a lot of my sayings, if you want to understand, I say, get the money. Well, what's the money? The Benjamins. Okay. Well, I'm not just going to be corny and say what everybody else says. You know, I coined my own phrases. We're in the process of trademarking and service marking my own phrases now, uh, my hashtags. That's why, you know, you hear me say things on the show, which, again, if it doesn't affect you, it won't bother you. But if you're biting, you know, I know that you're biting. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I don't get a lot you of keep that. Keep reeling in them in. Yeah, I don't get a lot of that in the industry, but um, I am a catalyst uh, for sports news. I mean, I'll keep it real. You know, a lot of these sports media insiders if you will they know who i am they respect what i do but um i am somewhat an intimidating factor because i'm fully independent you know i built this thing with my own money yes, my sir. own blood sweat and tears air horn air horn there you go you know what i mean through you know burying my brother in 2021 you know taking care of my mom when she went blind and helping her get her sight back with some Great doctors here in Las Vegas. Shout out Dr. Abrams. Amen over to that. Amen Dude. to that. You know what I mean? So all this money that I talk about, I'm not wasting it on cars, jewelry, and all the junk that they always try to sell you back uh, when you're a black man and they tell you your money is no good. No, I take care of the fam, make sure everybody can have a decent life. And um, my You're a veteran. Didn't say, mention that. Well, yeah, man, I spent some time. I didn't deploy. You know, I keep it real. A lot of people say, well, it don't matter. 
look, man, I got my GI Bill, went back to school. My brother Joe, rest in peace, my brother Joe, a.k.a. DJJ Double Jazz in the building. Two for family, very well known. You can Google my brother, Sony Records back in the day. Actually put Nas on when he went over to Europe and Germany for his first tour back in 96. So, again, I'm very well connected in the industry as the former little brother of jazz. And now I'm grown OG. They know, you know, my pedigree, where I'm from. Like I said before, most of your favorite celebrities. I'm, I'm learning a lot right now. A lot of guys you've seen on TV over the years. You know, I may have had a drink with them, had a smoke with them as a regular dude. Because like I said before, they're celebrity to you. To me, I know their real name. Mm -hmm. I've seen them ask for rides, stuff like that. And I don't put people on blast, but it's like I come from the real world, man. You know? the real world not the rap world not the sports world you know i'm the i'm the athlete that didn't make it i'm the guy that go to the park bust your ass and you'd be like who the hell is that dude and then they tell you so i come from that perspective especially with my sports reporting it's like look all money all sports no bull i'm pulling no punches i'm telling yeah. the people who are willing to listen what is really going on in the sports world and i up the ante with that by providing the value of giving you the sports betting information. With sports betting going legal in 2017, I was already ahead of the curve. I started doing the show in 2016, took over the show, rebranded at Vegas Scoreboard Express. Shout out my main man, Vern Vivio. Again, big time Italians. Loving what I'm doing here. I was helping them out with the horses. Ralph Sirocco, KSHB, mm. Race Day. He comes on after me. You know, he was like, look, I'll give JB the morning. This guy's He's got that grace. There I it is. Come before me and, and open it up. So there you go. So yeah, I put the no, thing man. together to develop it as an independent sports network. I'm now at the point, thank God, where I'm able to uh, give opportunities to others. I got a guy out of Indiana by way of North Carolina, a young man, uh, Snowman Media, Brian Snow, Snowman in the Morning. I'm going to be producing his show coming up this fall, do some fill-in spots here at KSHP and help him grow his network with the digital podcast network so not only am i a host but i'm a businessman i'm an entrepreneur so i come more from the perspective of let me learn it let me do it let me master it and then let me expand it it's always better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war if you know what i'm saying i hear you man i hit on a lot of notes i have an episode recorded um detailing uh, my, my deep, you know, story and where my connection to the game comes from. And it definitely involves injuries as well. And it translates into what the passion behind what we're, what I'm doing here is and what life consists of for me right now, likewise, is there's no lack of confidence from where, you know, my input is coming from it, mm -hmm. because I trust my experience, skill set, knowledge, desire, to get all these things done and uh with this podcast specifically got into it with terrell on the last episode talking about what talk that talk media company is and uh who what and why behind it and having a brother like yourself on here with knowledge and hunger and value share some of those idioms with us on air is all that I could want for a platform like this because yeah we're talking sports 
but I don't, I'm not here to mimic what's out there. You know, no, there's, it, there's it, template, you don't want to do that, but you don't yeah. want to do that. You, people do not understand that as far as sports go and the networks, they know, but they can't do what I do and they can't do any of it. Sports betting is the biggest story in sports, not politics, not issues with player contracts, personal lives. The biggest issue in sports over the last four to five years, not even the pandemic, it is the proliferation and legalization of sports betting in America at the federal level and then the adoption of several states and more states are coming on each and every year. And the most important about that is, the most important thing about that is, the sports world, the leagues, turn the world on their ear, didn't tell anyone, but they mm-hmm. got in bed with the casinos. Now, let me break some grease down for you. Give me a moment to give you some history to your list. I feel like this is just a nugget that I've had, and it, it jumped out at me. But There you go. <laughs> um, Nevada and Las Vegas and the Gaming Control Board and the standards that we have to abide by as participants in sports wagering in Nevada, we're, we're hamstrung compared to what the states that are introducing it now and legalizing it now and what these platforms can sort of offer. But the Gaming Control Board and the casinos, the law of the land, they have no incentive. They would have to be incentivized to relent some of the features that we're not privy to yet that well that's the thing and and we're never going to be privy to it and that's what i was saying let me give you the history of gambling in america and i know you got plenty to share about how the you know betting industry is is evolving and how it you know goes back to its origin so i'll let you go well yeah i mean basically what happened back in 1918 uh, Arnold Rothstein and the Black Sox scandal essentially divorced sports betting from the greater sports world. This was a whole scandal. It's a whole issue. And if you don't know who Arnold Rothstein is, a lot of people say he's the uh, godfather of the organized crime in America, the organization of the crime, if you will. So what he did was he fixed the 1918 World Series versus the White Sox, and I can't quite think of the other team right now, but I know that he basically paid off one of the teams. The Cincinnati Reds. There you go. I was getting ready to say Cincinnati Reds, but I didn't want to throw it out there. Yeah, Cincinnati Reds. And I think he paid off some of the White Sox players to basically lose so he could get, you know, spread bets, and he he made a killing. Um, And he was never convicted for the crime, but was always suspected of it, and there was a lot of hearings. So long story short, Sports went into integrity mode. So for over a hundred years, and Pete Rose was the sacrificial lamb of this for betting on his own games and winning when he's the greatest hitter in baseball. And now that sports betting is legal, he's still not included. Kind of weird. But sports betting and the major sports leagues were always at odds. The NBA had the Tim Donahue issue with the referee during the Michael Jordan era. So now that sports betting has become a legal entity in the United States and as the states adopted, one thing that the fans did not expect was the actual leagues themselves 
to get in bed with the casinos. We've already seen issues in the NFL. Calvin Ridley, some other guys mm -hmm. over in the Detroit Lions this past offseason end up with issues betting on games. So really what it comes down to for me with the fan relationship with betting and the fan relationship with sports and how to blend that together, the fans really need to focus on how to enjoy the game, but also gain some knowledge on how to make some money. Sports betting, it's not complicated. People hear terms like spread, money line, plus, minus, totals, under, over. And we know that most people failed math all the way through third grade to their doctorate degree. And I know this because I spent 20 years on Wall Street with some of the brightest minds in finance. And they couldn't figure out how to beat the uh, original recession. So that's why I ended up out West. Couldn't deal with that stuff. in New York. But like I said before. We're happy to have you out West. Well, thank you. Happy to be here. Sports fans need to recognize that the game is valuable. Buying LeBron James jersey. Why not have LeBron James buy it for you with him hitting clutch shots and you put it $100 on a plus 200 when the Lakers didn't look like they were going to win. Understanding the terminologies, different things, gaining the education, it's all there. I will say this, though, it's harder to find certain types of education online now with all of the changes in the Internet. See, the Internet used to be independent websites and search engines, and now it's essentially being gobbled up by social media companies, and they're controlling the narrative, who gets heard, what gets seen and the like. So essentially, if you are not a big name on a social network, your website or your content may not be seen by the masses. So it is a situation where, again, a lot of fans are being spoon-fed bad information. They're being enticed to sports bet with other companies that were used to be fantasy companies that skirted that gray area that was for so long in sports betting, because the fantasy sports companies, I won't name them. I know one of them has a footprint in an office here in Vegas, but I won't name them. Hmm. They essentially came in and turned sports betting on its head again, offering early payout parlays, double your money or nothing on the next bet. I mean, just turning and, sports and, betting into a full casino. That's and what I was getting fans, at. Right. And the fans now... They think that's how you sports bet. And they're not winning. They're not getting rich. And then the last but not least, you got what we like to call the touts or the ballers out there, the guys who are flashing cash. I win this. I win this. Look, the only guy I've ever seen, and I know a couple guys in Vegas that make money. I'm not knocking them. But the only guy I've ever seen, and he's 100 years old, is Mattress Mac. He's the only guy I've seen that bets a ton of money. And, and maybe that's because that's who the media promotes. And in my world, yeah. just to give you guys some a touch on that, I know plenty of guys that will buy Mattress Max out in like a 30-minute coffee meeting, okay, <laughs> without even a question. And these are people I know and deal with personally. I'm not a young guy. I'll be 40 this year. Okay. So the reality is if you look at what is going on now in sports, fans need to take that knowledge and take that passion and turn it into cash. And that's really the whole onus an impetus of my show and what I do. Because again, you're talking to a Wall Street banker with a radio voice. That's really all it is. My voice was given to me by the people. 
I should be ashamed of my voice. I'm Dominican American, you know. This is just my Dominican yes, English speech therapy. You know what I mean? As, I as is my son. Spanish. I read Spanish. I can count in Spanish. Growing up as a kid, it was difficult. You know, mm -hmm. you're darker than the average bear, and your English is a little shaky. And they're like, "Why?" Because I grew up in kind of a rural part of North Carolina for a little bit, and then when I went back to New York, it was all normal. But still, it's like, wow, this guy's got. Really dark skin, and he speaks Spanish better than the Puerto Rican kids. I don't understand what's going on with that. But, again, that's just my voice. So the people gave me my voice. And I was asked by sports radio hosts, again, John Kelly here in Las Vegas and some other folks, Brian Blessing, rest in peace, Brian Blessing, another KSHB, the biggest name the KSHB has ever had. It's called the Brian Blessing Studios now. I'm sure you saw that sign in there. Mm -hmm. um, he also blessed my talent, and he said, hey, kids, stop selling securities and just start talking about the sports knowledge that you got. And it's valuable. You live in Vegas. You know about sports betting? I wasn't really a heavy sports better. I was a professional poker player. I used to be on the WPT back in the mid-2000s. All right. Ask, ask anybody in L.A. at the Commerce. Hey, remember CDK? Yeah, the dude that came through with the Mexican chick that was snatching all the ground? Yeah. <laughs> That's his wife now. He's been married a thousand years. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was a <laughs> poker guy. Poker was more in tune with numbers, my odds and probabilities, direct action, social awareness, intimidation, a.k.a. bluffing, all of these things that I like to do, things that I did at the boardroom table, things that I did at the deal table, translated well to poker. So, again, you know, what I try to do is give people a realistic assessment of what the sports world is going to be about going forward. You're going to be seeing a lot more younger players, a lot more international. These sports are going global. And the value for the fan, as someone who watched sports for years, and there are people who are up in age who may not bet. Now, here in Vegas, you'll find a percentage of people who don't sports bet, but there's no stigma against it. And as that stigma is being broken down across the barriers in America, I don't want to see sports fans, especially my urban sports fans, taking advantage miss out of on the big money. And I'm not encouraging people to gamble the rent. You'll hear me say that on my show. Don't bet the rent. But look, a unit is a hundred bucks. Why not buy a ticket on a team that a game year we're going to watch anyway, and possibly win some money? Rather than go spend a hundred dollars on some dinner somewhere that you're going to poop out anyway, <laughs> and I'm not knocking my restaurant tours or my servers, but I'm all about value of cash. And if you're a diehard sports fan, which a lot of people say they are, and then I'll ask them, "Well, do you sports bet?" Oh, I don't know how to do that, but I downloaded this app. Well, do you yeah. know how to use? It? No, I don't know how to load any money on it. But yeah, you, you got a long way to go. You know what I mean? and they But they can tell you every stat from the past game. So my whole thing is just like, look, fans, you got to wake up. Sports are changing. The barrier between sports fan and athlete is coming down with the advent of social media. And also Big time. the relationship between the individual and the societal cultural and i don't really touch too much on that on my show but i'll touch on it here people have to realize that sports that were dominant as an american creation and an american entity 
have naturally spread around the world with American geopolitical dominance. So one should understand that if you take your tour around the world, your best and brightest, as you can see, certain militaries are catching up to our prowess. You don't think it's going to happen with the athletes and their leagues and their quality of play? You've it's happening, brother. The NBA. the NBA is FIBA BA. <laughs> it's a FIBA league. Care what Trust. anybody says. These guys are starting a relegation. That's all international. That comes from FIFA and FIBA, the International Federations of Soccer or Football and Baloncesto, basketball in Spanish for all you people that don't know. And I'm they with you. are the global entities which the American leagues, the NFL, the NBA, MLB, all of these, the World Baseball Classic, all of these games and athletic prowess and celebrity prowess and status, it, it, it's a, it, the cat's out of the bag. Everybody's a star now. Your biggest stars in the NBA, Luka Doncic, and that sleepy guy that just won the championship over in Denver, Jokic. You got to recognize that these are the type of players that are going to be coming in the league going forward, especially with the NBA. With baseball, we're seeing the resurgence and now the inclusion of one of the more dominant baseball-playing countries and now some of their best players with the Japanese. You got Showtime Shohai Otani with the Angels, and now he's the big free agent everybody's looking to pick up. So American sports fans need to take their heads out of the sand and start realizing that this game is global and expand their knowledge of athletes and expand their knowledge of what sports can do for them. No longer do we have to be spectators. We can actually be earners. If we do it the right way, don't waste your money, and then don't cry over your losses. If you lose a sports bet, just consider it a bill. You got to pay your light bill anyway, right? Right. Hey, man. So you just, if it's a little extra money, rather than drinking it up, take a $50. It don't hurt. Sports bet. Try to win another, but it makes it more fun. It, it gives you a vested interest to watch the game. And I always tell people that in the world that we live in now with these short attention spans, 15 second clips, all these stupid apps where people dance around and show pictures of their cat all day and get a million likes. But people like me dropping grease have a difficulty to get their post even seen. It's just a crock of crap. So I tell people, look, get the money. Don't worry about all this other stuff. All this other stuff is a distraction to keep you guys from focused on doing the one thing that you need to do, which is get paid. So now, my goal what I want to what I want to catch from what you yeah, said. That really stuck with me is um, the education not being there because. Well, the one, education is there. It's it there. Is there. It's just you, the you attention gotta, span of the people to learn it isn't there. You got to remember, I mean, we're, we're in a society now where. There's no excuse. By all. You can you can search for the knowledge that you're looking for, but there's no guarantee you're going to find the knowledge that you need. Listen to what I just said. We live mm -hmm. in a society. And a digital world now where you can find the information or search for the information that you're looking for immediately, but there's no guarantee you're going to find the information that you actually need. They're going to throw a bunch of fluff at you and a bunch of confusing things at you to get your mind going wild, and either one or two things are going to happen. You're going to quit because you know the information is no good, or you're going to take the information, do bad, and quit, and write yourself out of the game, which is kind of what they want you to do. So you got to understand yeah, the concept it, behind hmm, the lack, yeah. and quote unquote, of education. 
is not a uh, a lack for the information. It's a lack of finding quality information and then the wherewithal and the time frame and time space for people's attention spans to actually sit down, learn it, apply it, test it, right. see what works. Most right. people just want to show up, lay some money down, and win a million dollars, and that's not going to happen in true sports betting. Go ahead. Yeah, no. Shout out to uh, Kendrick Lamar. It's my favorite album of his, The Pimple Butterfly. The concept behind that is, you know, once something is under the control of a, a big entity, corporation, government, whatever, it is therefore mm-hmm. at that point going to be designed not yeah. necessarily to be predatory, but it's not designed for you to just naturally eat consistently off of it. You're going to have to learn how to manipulate that system to your benefit. And you're going to have to educate oh, yeah. yourself in order yeah. to do that, because and, if not, and, you're going and, to fall victim to it. Right. And the biggest issue I have now, again, like I said, is the proliferation of dog crap information that they have out there about sports betting years ago, finding a guy like myself or a host like me or a show like mine would have been relatively easy. But now with the proliferation of the legality of what's going on, they got to throw a lot of chum in the water to keep the sharks like me chasing chum instead of chasing big whales and taking our chunks. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, man. And trust, there's a lot of, a lot of discussion about international basketball influence and, what's happening in the NBA landscape in the catalog of the spot. So I, I'm all on board with, with everything you really just hit on. And I think that uh, you can see with the NFL, why, why are the, you know what? Those London games were entertaining. Those London crowds were, were fun. Were fun to watch. I watched both of those 7 a.m. Pacific time games from London last year. Mm-hmm. And I thought that for uh, an impartial audience, <laughs> they, yeah. you know, we're lively it's not, and it, but, but, but let they're me chasing something. the dollars. They're not impartial. They're not impartial. That's a sports betting culture. Sports betting was never illegal in Europe. That's where William Hill comes from, yeah. a.k.a. Willie Hill. Ooh. Bet U.S. All these companies are coming over here now. Betting was always a part of Europe. Betting on soccer or football was always a part. They even bet on elections, American elections over there. Again, America and its puritanical stance – against money-making schemes has always been an issue. Social schemes, eh, you know, it's a toss-up, and I don't care about that. I mean, I do. Another time, another day, we're talking about sports. But the reality is most people who are fans and who are now just recognizing that they can make some money, they get that wide, glossy eye. That's why you hear more about some jackaloon winning the lotto or how much the lotto is worth than – hey, there's this new book out by such and such a handicapper. Go check it out. They don't promote education anymore. They don't promote learning. They promote the carrot, the stick, and the dream, of which Man. I take the carrot, eat it, take the stick, and beat them, and then wake their ass up. That's what I do. Go you ahead. know what, man? I think that that was a, a great, a great hefty, hefty entree to get us going because – Another this is a, another running motif of this podcast that that you'll you know catch up with, but it's I, I like to treat it like it's academic. And we revisit history, we bring in conversations that you know we feel are necessary for whatever the reason may be, and expand on them when we have the chance because it's knowledge that we want to acquire. And I think that if that was sport, this is the first day of class, and this is sports casting one sports betting one on one, sports wagering, the history of sports wagering. 
this isn't a one-on-one. This is a, this is a three Oh three Oh one at least level. Well, yeah. Level course well, right yeah. Here. I'm telling you, <laughs> that telling was, you, uh, man. that's what Go needed ahead. to lay the groundwork. And uh, we'll, we'll talk a little sports at least while I got you. And... Well, yeah, I mean, whatever you want to ask me about, like I said, you know, you guys can always go to my website, VegasScoreboardExpress.com, listen to my shows. When we're not in season, they last longer. They have a uh, longer expiration date, if you will. But once we hit the NFL season, it's like old milk. When you buy it, you got to make the cake that day. That's why they've got it discounted. You follow. <laughs> got to take it. Got to do what you got to do. I, I want to start with, we're both in Las Vegas. I wanted to start with the Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders. What's going on with these guys? Got no running back. Josh Jacobs right now was on that meeting last night with Austin Eckler. Again, you know what my show did with that. Woke him up, like I told you. You know, talk You're about blending. the Raiders. The that, Raiders that, bl- that to blends the, the two topics I, I really wanted to be because yeah, the running backs we, we we can blend them right together. Number one, the Raiders have to go to the Super Bowl. You can't host the big game and not go. They've got to at least make it to the AFC Championship. Like I said in the pregame, if they do anything other than a long dog playoff showing, getting in as a wild card, 10, 11 wins, I can take that. I don't think they'll dominate the division with Kansas City still standing out there with a guy named Patrick Mahomes and his cohorts and crew. But the Raiders, they've got to bet the house. they got to do everything. they got to win every game. There can be no mistakes. Now, Josh JB, Jacobs let me, let me... Isn't, I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. If Josh Jacobs isn't happy, get him out of here and get some receivers right away. That is he's a wonderful worth at solution. Least two, he's worth two and a half, three good receivers. He doesn't want to play for his third-year minimum from the rookie contract. Trade him off at the trade deadline. I've seen it happen a thousand times. Hell, they even traded Emmitt Smith. You know no what? No one's above getting traded. Go ahead. You just presented the solution before you're two or three steps ahead of everybody. Because there you go. Right. The 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 Raiders projected right now to finish last in the division. Yeah, but, that's why they're plus twelve hundred. We talked about that today on the show. Yep. But are we kidding me that like there's not all pros on both sides of the ball in this roster? And Josh McDaniels. The issue has been off the field. The issue has been off the field. You got to remember the pandemic came. They opened the stadium. They couldn't have fans. Then they got back in. And I told you guys last year, it was the last year you'd see Derek Carr stink it up. That car had flat tires and they floated him down the river to New Orleans. This is the year where all the marbles have snuck up on them. Hey, you guys are hosting the big game. You hosted the draft a couple years ago. Vegas is like the new stripper who gets on the pole who had no idea what she was doing and hasn't made a dime yet. But fine as all get out and everybody comes up and throws a few dollars, but no Mm. private for you. Don't know how to sell what they got. Raiders have to know how to sell what they got. And the reason why I mentioned strippers is because, again, the first thing that was mentioned when they got here was the strippers on Jimmy G. They got to stay focused. Put down the poon, pick up the iron, put down the poon, pick up the playbook, and they have to win games. Last year, they lost games by a point in nine yes. different times. One point. Yes. That's defense lacking, and that was also offensive ineptness. If the Las Vegas Raiders do not go to the Super Bowl, Oakland might pull their food stamps and try to bring them back. I'm just saying. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, it's really – I'm a homer now. I worked at Elita Stadium as a tour host when that stadium was open. So I was on the ground right. floor. Had you know, I know that layout, that property, like the back <laughs> of my hand still. Um, 
and I'm a homer now. They won me over. So I see this team with a glass half full. And if things, yeah, the competition, the division looks rough. Yeah, we haven't done it yet. We haven't proved it yet. But Look, me, all with that's optimistic eyes, I all think that McDaniel's is ready to take another page out of the Patriot way, like you said. And look, I got an answer here. Like you said, Josh Jacobs, we're going to get off. Get him out of here. Do what you got to do to win. They got to take the Bill Parcells approach. Remember Bill Parcells? I can't think of that running back. They ended up getting rid of their running back the year that LT helped them win the Super Bowl. And, oh, my God, I can't think. But I remember Bill Parcells was like, it's my team. It's nobody else's team. And LT was like, you know, it is what it is. So I tell people this all the time. If you're going to host the big game and you don't go to the big game, especially the turmoil, you've got car wreck victims with one of your wide receivers. The other guy, Damon Arnett, rested himself out of the league. He wasn't even that great. The Raiders have to keep doing what they're doing. They're not talking to me. They're not talking to anybody else in the media. They better win, period. You, you win know, by a field goal. You know what I say on my show? Win by one, lose by none, get the money. Yes, sir. That's all they got to do. There will be no excuses. There will be no analysis. There will be no breaking down the issues. Look, all right, well, you have a, a running back. Don't want to be here. He's worth a good three, four wide receivers. There's going to be guys on waivers coming up in another six weeks. Get him out of here. Right. And you'll look I up. I have no more sympathy for it. Look, like I said before, people don't talk about it, but these agents, who's negotiating for you? You know, I spent 20 years on Wall Street. Who, well, who's negotiating for you? Did you hire Goldman Sachs or Bear Stearns? <laughs> That's why you ain't got no money. You got to have people know how to create and make value for you. And then if the market makers, a.k.a. the team owners and the GMs, if the market makers set a price for that position it is your job not to complain about it but to maximize the value and take the money that's available there was a time where quarterbacks were a dime a dozen remember yep <laughs> it was all about picking up a stud running back and great defensive players and now it's more defensive backs wide receivers and quarterbacks but i remember when ryan leaf was the number one pick now what does that tell you somebody messed up you know what i'm saying <laughs> and he'll tell you, yeah, I was a bust. I don't know why they did that. They won't do that now. Okay? Quarterbacks are taken for one reason and for one reason only, for star power and to win games. And if we pick up Jimmy G, basically, again, it's like New York and Green Bay. We buy stuff off the scrap heap for Green Bay and New York. And in Vegas, we buy stuff off the scrap heap from Oakland. It is what it is. <laughs> I know, but I'm – I think a little bit interview. You've got to do it. I appreciate you. Yeah, so we have developed a situation in this town where they don't have any other choice but to win. Man. You cannot make any more excuses. Yeah, no the more leash. analysis. There's You've no got leash. Your QB. You've got your QB. You had a great draft class. I, again, I think somebody's listening over there because early on before the draft, I told them to take defense. That's what well, they did. You know what, man? I really think that Jalen Carter would have been phenomenal on this defense. But like you said, read the room. We have to make decisions that we think have longevity behind them and have our, you know, our best interests. And given, like you said, no bull. I don't even like, you know, presenting it in a negative light because he's just a 19-year-old, that 20-year-old, 21-year-old made him, you know, was had a learning moment. It wasn't that yeah. bad. But I would have loved to see him in silver and black. I tweeted that before the draft. 
We took Tyree Wilson, who I wasn't familiar with his game. We couldn't do it. I'm we more familiar with him now. We couldn't do it. You already got But it hurt. It hurt when over. Carter went we the next pick. Getting pulled over. Look, we can't do it. These guys are doing the right thing. Right. Raiders, that's, a, that's a good sign, though. It is. Their time in Vegas has already been marred by legal issues. You can't touch any of those guys. They yep. had a great draft class. A lot of high-character guys. High and I like Tyree players. Wilson. I love Tyree Wilson. I like Michael DeMass, Halloween Myers. I think these guys are going to do great. But as I said before, I'm not going to put too much pressure on them because it's already there. These guys have the same amount of pressure on them as that Titanic sub that floated down. Let's hope they don't implode. Let's hope they come back to the surface. You picked up Jimmy G. You're trying to revamp that defense through the draft. You even lost your coach. I mean, let's not even talk about the loss of John Gruden. You're talking about a team. They're going to hit from all angles. President stepped down. A new city, and it's just been loss after loss after loss after loss. Derek Carr in tears. To games. And this is a year where they have no more excuses. You wanted to host the draft? A bang-up year hosted the draft. You know, I was involved with the draft. It was embarrassing to not even get to the playoffs. Losing games by one. But again, that comes down to personnel and coaching. But you brought over Derek Carr's best friend, Devontae Adams. Now you got him with Jimmy G. If they can create some chemistry, that'll be great. You know who I love. We need some more weapons. Let me finish. We need some more weapons. If this Josh Jacobs thing is going to hold up, and I give him all the credit. You know we do on our show. Led the league in rushing. Proved his rookie contract. But the position, just like in basketball, the center position is gone. In football, running back position is gone. You heard it here first. You will be labeled an athlete or a check down back or a tail back. Primary, giving a guy the ball 30 times for him to get two feet up the road. They're not doing that no more. And the wear and tear on these guys' bodies is to prove invaluable. So now you got to look at talent coming up. Look, Pacheco, seventh rounder. We'll get a running back in the seventh round. Home run. Have next to nothing. And let and, and, and let him earn his money. This is a business. These team owners are running a business. They're not going to waste money on a position that over the years, you can blame the offensive coordinators for this, but they wrote the position out. For whatever reason, running the football, we know it wins games. But when it doesn't, Oh, you got to air it out. You got to air it out, man. Yeah, look, guys, we, we got to get down for you. We got to air it out. We got to air it out. Because, again, the attention span of people is 15 seconds now. Long right. gone are the days of Eric Dickerson's scheme. Smith, Edgar and Running Jane, schemes. LaDainian, Tomlinson. You know, guys yeah. like Mike Allstott. We, we saw it with the fullback position. I think. All Scott was one of the last fullbacks that I ever saw. And we almost saw the tight end position go away, but now the tight end position is a sixth receiver. Yep. Five, six receivers in sets. These guys are catching passes now. Kelsey's getting glory in the end zone with deep balls that used to would go to a wide receiver. The game has changed. Like I said, if you look at high school depth charts going into college, you will see this abbreviation next to young men's names called ATH. Yep. That stands for athlete. That means that you might have been a wide receiver in high school, but when you come to college, we need three DBs. You want to play? Learn how to play receiver on defense. That's what happened to me. 
to be honest. That's what happened to me. And I told you, I was the guy that didn't make it, not because of lack of talent. It's just lack of drive. I was a businessman. I I would rather sell T-shirts at the game than play in the game. You follow? Yep. I uh, sat in the stands for my brother's high school games. He was shutting down Deshaun Jackson. Didn't know he was going to go on a 10-year stretch of being the best D-ball receiver in the NFL. There you go. But, again, that drive, that drive. A lot of these athletes now, to touch on that, we touched on it on our Bretton Circus series. They don't have the drive. They're not coming from an impoverished background to the point to where the poverty forces them to go to athletics. At this point in the day and age of economics in America, if you are that poor, like how we were poor, trying, you don't have any money to play sports. Sports now cost money. Your parks are empty. Yeah. The kids. I'm at the parks. The kids are in, on video games. They're inside. They're gang banging on the internet now. I mean, it is tech, 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 tech. Or they're they part of this big organized system of it. There you go. They always talk about the urban community doesn't have any uh, ability to be technical. And I say BS. These kids are all over the internet. The gang banging on the internet, like I mentioned, but the highlights going back to sports, the highlights, that's where we get all our highlights. Now people talk about ESPN. It wasn't being woke that killed ESPN. It was the internet and these sites with these 15 second clips. You don't need Stuart Scott. Rest in peace. We do need, uh. but in reality with the technology, some guy in a, a production meeting office, some VP of production, just like the girl for Bud Light, they made a, they made an idea and the company ran with it. And ESPN said, all right, let's start making talk shows and start putting our highlights on the internet. And everybody stole them and made them their own highlight tape. So what does that Cannibalize your own business. The internet, if you got caught making highlight tapes with VHS, Remember them little FBI warnings that would come on the tape when you put it in the yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know a guy that I grew up with that they really show he was a bootlegger. He would bootleg VHS tapes. Now, I was a preteen. I was about 13, 14. The FBI came to the Yectos, a.k.a. the project. We thought they was looking for drugs. When we saw who they picked up, and the shit they was taking out the house, it was my friend. And it's still one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life because I thought it was a joke, but it wasn't a joke. This guy was selling Kung Fu tapes, WrestleMania tapes, Vanguard <laughs> Ace. That's old school manga for you kids out there from the 70s and 80s. Okay. And they locked his ass up. <laughs> and Warner Brothers was the one turned him in because I think he had... um. Wow. He was dubbing 21 Jump Street. He was dubbing it off the TV, selling tapes. I mean, this this guy, now that I'm grown and I think back to the story, because my brothers, you know, they told me many of them have passed. But, I mean, I the, was there. The original 21 Jump Street. They're right. The one with Johnny Depp from the 80s that came on Fox. He was dubbing this stuff off Fox, selling the tapes. So the point <laughs> I'm saying is ESPN – didn't do any of that. The music companies, remember Napster and Aimster and all that? And I can yep. name those companies because those companies are defunct. They protected their copyright. They went after 
the downloaders and the streamers. But ESPN and all of these sports show companies, they didn't do that. So the sports highlight show went away. The prevalence of the local high school, local college stuff went away. Everything has gone national for high school and college. And then for pro, it's all gone international. To make that long story short, to cut it off and to tell people, everything has gone national. All your local has gone national. Your local high school. Bishop Borman is the national high school football team. Yeah. Yep. They've won something called a national championship. Used to have this basketball factory over there. They're, they're, they're not a part of any, any, any school district out here. Right. Any school district out here, if you're not a major private school, it is what it is. Even Long Beach Poly. Oh, yep. well, it's a public school. The kids were too poor and too uninterested. And the urban kids who would used to be athletes, they're all rappers now. SoundCloud's got them. And I shout out SoundCloud because I'm on SoundCloud. But SoundCloud's got them. No longer are you picking up a ball to go play hoops with your friends. Nah, you guys are going in the house. We're going to the studio. And we're going to mumble for four hours over some beats that uh, my man Juju here made. That's why the talent pool is so depressed because the kids that were hungry who needed to get out of those impoverished and rural areas they don't play sports no more. They got the internet now. They can become global right in their yeah. little small town, right in their bedroom. The government give you free internet. They're giving you tablets. They're giving you phones on the corner now. So it's all a crock of crap when people tell you that there's no technology in the hood. Bullshit. Yeah, it yeah. is. I see it every day. It's just how is it being used? Is it being used to cultivate moving forward and developing something valuable? Or is it being used to bread and circus you? Give you a sandwich and give you something to watch while we take your house. JB the ticket, dropping grease, man. Thanks so much, my main man. Got my man D. Harris in the building dropping me on his show. You guys be sure to tune into his podcast. I'll be coming back on every now and again to drop this grease. But like I said before, man, I live in the real world. I have no pretensions. Celebrities don't impress me. We better get in the real world. Of them in, not. I've had too many of them in my banker's office going, help me. <laughs> When I was in that world. So that stuff, don't they're on strike now. You don't think my phone's blowing up? I'm retired. Man, oh man. Oh no. That's all I'm hearing is, oh no. I'm like, yeah, I'm retired. But, but your office on Wilshire. I live in Vegas now. I do radio. <laughs> oh no. That's all I'm hearing. Because, again, I used to keep them with a bag. Oh, you got some publishing? Oh, you wrote something? I got this bank that's willing to invest in you. I had one of my homeboys, the deal didn't go through, but back in the early 2010s, I had 50 million on the table for this dude's catalog. Deal didn't go through. Bet you I couldn't get $12 for that shit today. And that's not a knock on him. It's just the value's gone down because of streaming and the proliferation of screens. Yeah. Everybody has a screen. I'm on the screen with you now must see tv it's on demand and you can on demand it at any time it's hard to quantify this data i put a show out two weeks ago and then one day somebody will listen to 10 straight episodes i ain't know but hey that's what it was so there's no more on time 
it's on demand. There's no more personability, privacy. It's, hey, I called you. You didn't call me right back. The text message. Remember the voicemail, the answer machine? Shout out my main man, Ari Spears. Yes, the comedian, Ari Spears. He was on my show. Good friend of mine. Shout out Harlem, New York forever. Listen to his podcast, Spears and Steinberg. Andy Steinberg, shout him out too. Real cool cat. Haven't met him yet, but very astute. I listen to a lot of things he says. And they were talking about it on their podcast, and I and I was 100% with him. And he said, look, there was a time where before all this technology, you had an answering machine. And then before that, you didn't have an answering machine. You had to get your calls. If somebody calls you and you missed the call, you just have to wait. And they, you try to connect. There was a certain human connection that was there because there was a certain amount of effort that had to be taken to make it. You understand? Yeah. Now all you have to do is grab a phone. It can be free. Download another app. It can be free. Follow, make, make an avatar of yourself, make up who you are, and then follow people and then ask them to follow you. Now, the only person that I know or that I've ever heard of that had the follower program was Jesus Christ himself. He is the only person that I've heard prior to social media that was running around telling people, follow me. Got to shout out my Lord Jesus Christ. Follow me. He went to the fisherman, that's a, that's the tax collector, the other man, uh, 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 Peter, that the, was the cop back then. He was just, he was the original social media. Jesus was the original. I got a message. Follow me. Log on. Now everybody thinks they're Jesus. I've got content. Follow me. You, you hear me say it on the show once or twice. People are like, why don't you tell people download and subscribe? I'm like, because I'm not God. Listen, if you want to, it's free will. Yeah. I'm doing this for the love and the passion of being able to speak as an athlete that played but didn't make it, but didn't make it to the pros. But again, I'm respected by all the pros because they all ask me, why did you stop playing? Some of your favorite ball players that you see on TV now, why did you stop playing? I didn't want to. So I can also tell you and understand the mentality of these young kids. Load management, that's perfect in the NBA. They don't want to go every day anyway. Yeah. So why make them? Why find them? You'll find them out of the league. Just change the rules. They don't want to play no defense. Joel Embiid don't want to bang down low. Pause. He wants <laughs> to sit there and shoot threes. You, you, you can't re-coach that out. Because you can say the same thing if you were from the 60s and 70s when the three-point shot came in and the dunk was allowed. I've heard this argument against change since change was in, inepted, especially in, in sports. Mm -hmm. From the integration of baseball, the moving of the hashtags. Dude, do you know in the NFL when they moved the goalposts from the front to the back of the end zone, there were owners that almost revolted because it was an extra 10 yards and they thought that that was something from the AFL that they didn't want to bring to the NFL when it was the merger. That's why a lot of teams went out of business. Yeah. Adapter. Uh... Didn't even want to change the rules. If you didn't know that you heard it here first, they moved that goalpost from the front of the end zone to the back of the end zone. Cause that was the way it was in the AFL. And there were several defunct NFL teams that you no longer will hear about. Because of that one rule, they were like, we don't want to do it. 
And there were owners who also moved their teams cross country because they didn't like it. So they wanted to leave the market because the investors in that market went along with it. So change and the aversion to change in sports has always been there. It's just the stories are older, so you didn't hear them. JB, the ticket is telling you now, but 50, 60 years ago, it was Howard Cosell. You know what I mean? Walter Cronkite. It was these guys giving you the Story information. Passes you down verbally. There you go. You can't fault the younger generation for not necessarily not knowing their history because, again, now on the Internet, the search engines, a lot of garbage information. It's not misinformation. It's just garbage information. It's agenda information. We want yeah. you to know what we want you to know. It's very communist, if you will. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I don't know if you can see me, JB, but uh, I got my little man on my lap. He's he he heard you. He heard you dropping grease, and and, and he's over here soaking it up. Even though I got the headphones in. He, he, there you go. You got it. He's again, tuned into the. Uh, he's tuned into the energy. Yeah, babe shall lead them. Like I said, he's the new generation. I'm already an OG. You're a father. See, I've never had kids. Thank God. Mm -hmm. I, 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 had, I skipped over that. I am not a father. <laughs> I didn't have one, and I'm not one either. That is not my game. <laughs> okay? I'm old rich uncle, though. You know, get in some trouble, I'll get you out of jail, and i tell your mom. <laughs> we need them. We need those. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, like I said before, you know, people now have to understand that there's also a, a shift in generation. I'm a part of that. I'm becoming the old man now. You know, a friend of mine was like, hey, did you hear that little, uh, that new little dirt? And I literally turned around and I felt it in the back of my head. I said, I got to say it because, uh -oh. you know, that tingle you get in the back of your head when you're uh -huh. old. And I said, who, little man, who, who are you talking about, old, young G, who? <laughs> and he let me hear the song and I'm like, I can't even lie to you, brother. I don't even know who he is. I see him, the boy with the blonde braids, right? That's all I know about him. Is that he got blind braids? That's it. He reminds me of the guy from Bad Boys 2. Remember the Haitians that they was fighting and he had the braids? <laughs> That's who Lil Dirk remind me of with them braids. Nobody comes in here. Like he's that guy. <laughs> so I don't listen to the music. I don't know. But like I said before, I don't knock it because it's just a change of generation. I got a hundred Tupac albums I can listen to. I got old classic Biggie. Jay-Z before the, you know, Hollywood stuff. I got I got music. I got Rakim. I got Cool Mo D. I got Easy Mo B. I'm from Harlem, man. I got Easy E coming out west. I got, uh, uh, uh you know, E-40. Got to shout out E. Ponzarelli. Captain the Bay, man, Mr. Fab. I listen to all my stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I don't have the time to be knocking what the young generation is doing, especially if that's not my hustle. Music is no longer my hustle. I'm not yeah. in that business. So I'm like, look, guys, I just wish the young rappers to stop killing each other. Losing Nipsey Hussle, who I knew his brother. I was in real estate in L.A. I'm still a broker there. But I bought my Obama Wins T-shirts that you saw all over L.A. Yeah, I produced those. You didn't know that, did you? I had Rick Fox wear one on camera that day for the Lakers game. Yeah, that was all me. I still got the picture from that day. I went down to the Staples Center, used my mouthpiece, and bam, pause on that. I talked that talk. I talked to Greece. And uh, Rick Fox came out and saw me hustling the T-shirts on the street and was like, yo, what are these? Like these Obama wins T-shirts, my little company. I made them. So he might have been in a T-shirt game. He was like, yo, I'll wear one of these on the air. And he showed up, put it on over his other shirt, over his suit shirt, like a little tie shirt. 
yeah. and uh, put his suit jacket on. It was super cool. And like I said before, you know, all of these things that I see here, it's just the rappers got to stop killing himself. PMB Rock, you know, seeing how they got shot, you know, the uh, uh, the young boy from the Migos. And I love the Migos. They were the one, mama, you know, I, I was digging that shit. That shit was cool. But Man. when the boy got killed, I was just like, I don't understand. Now, why would you kill him? Wasn't he supposed to be the nerd? Like, I don't even, I, I, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, nah, JB, I don't even know if you could. Trust me, I relate more than anything because I've gotten attached to these guys. Oh, multiple, um, Trust me, man, on multiple occasions, I've gotten attached to these artists. What's going They've on? been my guys. Yeah. And then you look up and it's, I could have the craziest playlist right now of guys that are not here anymore that were right. all, and, and I was a just, part of the just, process yeah. of being attached to them. Is, yeah, yeah. And no, uh, But we're like good. I said, you know, my whole thing is, like I said, I need people or I want people when they interact with me to know all money, all sports, no ball. Don't come to me with that pretentious stuff. See, that's why I like you. Because when you met me, you were like, yo, this is what it is. Woo, 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 woo. I was like, yeah, let's connect. Let's operate. Because mm-hmm. I can see right through it. I was the black mm-hmm. guy that wasn't supposed to be in the room. In the room. And if my name didn't get put on that signature, that deal don't close. That's a lot of power for a young black kid to have. I retired yeah. out of that game. Like I said, I learned what I needed to learn. I was go- I was done. I wasn't going to be some fat executive sitting around going on fishing trips with a bunch of white dudes that don't like me. I wasn't going to do that. So I found my voice. And I put my money on my own voice. Most importantly, and I can leave you with this. If you're going to bet, bet on yourself. There's 30 days in a month. I tell a lot of my students, because I work with youth and helping them get ready for college and helping them get the mindsets of success, especially when they come from a rough background. I say every day in the morning, wake up, find a dollar, put it in a jar. That's your bet on yourself for today. Bet yourself that you'll get back home to that dollar. It may sound ridiculous. It may sound facetious. I've been getting back home to that dollar for going on 40 years. Son. Mm-hmm. And you got to keep that mentality. Bet on yourself. Stop betting on your rent. I know people, they work for the rent. I'm like, no, that's the formality. Oh, they work for the mortgage or they work for the next bet. No, work for what you need to get. Surviving ain't thriving. And there's a lot of promotion of surviving now going on in society. And I'm telling kids, you got to find a new way to thrive. Take it. They won't give it to you. Take it. And if you take it and they take it back, take it again. And if they keep taking it, then go get something else and devalue it. Hmm. Okay. So that's what I'll leave you with, man. I'm just dropping a little bit of grease. I can go over all over everything. But I think I said the Raiders, they're in a championship city now. You can't be the third odd man out. Aces have got a chip. The Knights have got a chip. They have no choice but to win this year. None. There is no negotiation on it. There is no analysis needed to be done. When people call me and say, what's your analysis on the Raiders today? They better win. Yeah. (laughs) That's all I got to say. You ain't lying about that. You you're not lying, man. Just win, baby. Like that ain't every in every room you walk in in the league. Bingo! Now you're with me, baby. Rest in peace, original Al Davis. Just win, baby. That should be on their helmets. Because that's, that's all they got to do this year. We they need that. We need else. that. We need that at the bottom of the helmet. 
on everything. Uh, who needs to hear this? Mark Bedane, is he out? Some, somebody needs to hear that. Put Just Win Baby win. on the helmet. Just Win Baby. Put it on everything. That should be the mantra for the season. It is the team mantra. It is the history. You have his spirit flame burning in the end zone in that stadium. Dude. Put the slogan on everything. And then go do it. It has to happen. Life is a life of inches. Life is a life of inches. Just like they said in one of my favorite, if not my, well, no, the program is right up there. But any given Sunday, life is a game of inches. Are the Raiders, are those guys going to want to take that inch? Got to chin up that and do it. Get you a second and six rather than a third and eight. They, they got to do Just it, Just win, baby. They have to. Just win. I don't have care to. who they get. You don't want to be here? Give them a ticket that says just win, baby, on the way out at Harry Reid. But there's no excuse. No. You've got a WNBA championship here. You've got the NHL championship here. The NFL championship, the Lombardi trophy, needs to be sitting next to the spirit flame of Al Davis. Just win, baby, and get the money. I'm done. I love it. I love it. I love it. I, I debated if I had a kicker question for you. I had one. I had one because I do kickers on here because it's the news in me. You want me to, you want me to drop it on you in, in 60 seconds and, and, and we out of here? Go ahead because the kickers have been some of the more atrocious players in the NFL. A miss to make field goal rate. Of 64%, one of the lowest that we've seen last season, and some of the lowest percentages of kick-to-make rates that we have seen over the last decade in football. So go ahead and ask me about these booters. Trust me, th this question was not about the place kicker, but I love that you got that nugget in there. <laughs> there you <laughs> the go. Kicker, I, I use it terminology-wise as like, you know, our, our parting, our parting. There's only two things with me with kicking, maybe three. Bad breath is kicking, my speakers is kickers, well, this guy just missed the field goal. Go ahead. <laughs> this is just uh, our, our our light note send-off. Uh, and I, this comes from the platform. It is what it is. <laughs> Paul Pierce got on there and said, if you give me Chris Bosh, you give me LeBron James, you give me Shaquille O'Neal for one year, you think I'm not going to get several rings? You think I'm not as talented as the one way? A lot of people sleep on a lot of people sleep on Chris Paul because uh, I'm not Chris Paul, uh, Paul Pierce, because he be using that powder. These <laughs> he be acting so always got strippers in his videos. But outside of his personability, again, shout out Englewood, Paul Pierce. Shout out the wood, man. The Been in that gym. I wish people, I wish people would give him less of a hard time. He's just another brother from the hood. Paul Pierce was one of the illest ball players that Kansas has ever seen. They should have retired his jersey if they haven't. He was disrespected on his final career tour when he was going around to the arenas. You won't see. Paul Pierce is the reason why threes and fours is chucking threes now. Paul Pierce, yeah. his nickname is the truth. And Paul Pierce, he played with bums in Boston for years. He was the Damian Lillard before Damian Lillard. And I'm tired of people that don't know basketball talking about Paul Pierce like they don't know. I watched him play at Kansas from the time he started as a freshman until him and Antoine Walker was tearing it up. And then when Antoine Walker got traded down to Miami, Paul Pierce was stuck 
languishing in Boston until they brought him Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett. And he was on the long end of his career. So I give Paul Pierce all the credit in the world. He can say what he wants. Again, shout out Englewood. That man made it out the hood, did what he had to do, and now as a retired player, enjoying the fruits of his labor. And and enjoying his time. He doesn't have to conform. But people really need to check themselves trying to play themselves talking about that Paul Pierce wasn't the truth. His nickname was the truth. (laughs) That's it right there, JB. That is it, man. That is it, man. If you're listening, you know why I had to get this man on this podcast. That 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 is it, right? There. You know the technical difficulties seem to follow me everywhere I go. <laughs> I heard I heard the morning show. I heard hey, you couldn't tell. As a, there as you a, go. As a listener, without a hiccup, because you there can't. You, go. Go, you, you know, you know, black men. You can't. They, they don't. They don't get off beat. There you go. We got to okay. stay on beat. You know why? <laughs> so we don't get caught and get beat. You know how that goes. <laughs> I got it, that man. old Uncle Dark sense of humor. I'm that Uncle Talk with the cigarette in the side of my mouth. Yeah, bring that Plymouth around here by four, five o'clock. I help you change that oil in it. Yeah, I'm cracking up <laughs> over here. Your car man. was smoking on the block yesterday. I seen you. Hey, I, I'm that I, guy. I think I think we got 25 voices out of you on this episode. I love it. Well, that's what I do, man. All I the voices it. you hear on the show is me. I don't have to pay anybody anything, man. God gave me a voice that I can inflect and I can move. When I was a child, I could barely speak. Like I said, again, my mom gave her a shout-out for her birthday. Um, she put me in speech therapy. We from the hood, but she scraped that brand together and got me able to talk to you. There was a time Stop where playing. I would have sounded like a mumble rapper on here with you. But, you know, blessings be to blessings. I can communicate with those who are willing to listen all over the world. And like I said, my friend, this is not about, for me, trying to create something for the glorification of myself. I'm just like, look, I'm tired of watching sports and the announcers are bad. I won't say no names, but the play-by-play is terrible. You know I got the secret to fix the play-by-play, but they got to pay me. And if I hear anyone trying it, <laughs> I'll have to sue them. Yeah, I'm just going to be honest. I ain't going to make a job. I'll sue them. But they know they got to come to me first. Let me bless the mic first with my style of play-by-play, and then you can go get one of these other guys. But unless they hear it come from me first, people are going to know it's not authentic. And then let me get my shot. I believe it, man. Trust me. You you, you spread that nugget to me. You you put that in my ear about that style of play-by-play. And I kid you not, I I, I probably had a dream about it later on. Because, yeah. that's it's money there you go you had a dream about getting the money i told you because that's that's the wave of the future there there is going to be no more of this banter back and forth and god forbid the political talk slips in i mean it's just it's not necessary fans need good information he was telling them in 2017 to get your bankroll ready get to the window and beat the line you know this is all trademarked and copyright i was telling them this four or five years ago and i'm telling you i'm gonna keep telling you I'm going to tell you, I'm going to remind you, don't miss out on the opportunity to continue to grow your voice as well. You know, Mother Africa has got their own league now. They got their own NBA. There's, There's opportunities in the motherland. This is all global now. We don't have to rely on gatekeepers who may or may not believe in certain things. The sports are global. It's not just an American thing. We have to participate. We already got Africans in the NBA. Why aren't we as African-Americans? Believe me, I'm working hard on it. 
uh, doing more for the motherland with the sports. Hey, if the boys in the hood over here don't want to play, I know a couple of boys in the huts that do. So, yes, we as the urban sports community need to stop focusing so much on making jokes and making grease and making moves. And what I say is grease. The grind is real. Everybody say they grinding, right? Well, I'm not grinding. I'm greasing. I'm putting the oil on them gears to make a move. You can stand over in the corner and pull hard and grind all day. I'm going to roll right by you. And the grease gets hot sometimes. And as they like to say, now that is what it is. <laughs> and that's all it's going to be. I'm tired of seeing the joking, man. We're going to we're going to lose money if we keep playing high school on the front steps of billionaires houses, a.k.a. their leagues, their networks, their platforms. All it takes is to run a file of one of these so-called gatekeepers. If it ain't yourself, you better put something out that's valuable enough. That's my advice to you. Man, man. And I and that's my plan. Trust me, it's not falling on deaf ears. I, I can't, you know, it won't be regurgitated instantaneously, but it is it, it is received. It is definitely received. Oh, yeah, brother. And that's what so, this is about. There are lessons that my brothers, again, rest in peace, because, you know, another interview, I'll tell you more about my background. But, you know, I lost a lot of brothers, a lot of comrades, and their lessons are still hitting me daily. I wake up some mornings and I'm like, oh, man, that's what that nigga meant. <laughs> and I'm going on 40, and these were lessons given to me at 15, 16, 17 years old. So knowledge is the one thing that is universal. If you ever heard of the term the Akashic Record, all that is now known has been known, and all that is not known is just not seen. It's called the Akashic Record. Everything that is, it is, and everything that has been, already has been, and will be again. And if you take those types of concepts and begin to apply it to your life, you de-stress. You know, I don't have, everybody, oh, you're like, you know, my life, based on society, it's stressful. But you know what? Every Saturday and Sunday morning, I get up at 4 a.m. Why? Because I got people counting on me. They need to hear what I'm saying and the people in this town and around the country and around the world that send me messages. And I, so that's one of the main reasons why I do the things that I do is because it is a wave, not only for outlet for me to feel better and do something, but I just don't see it in sports. And if I can be a first mover, if I can get my just due from what I'm putting down and, 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 and get my flowers now, that's really all I want. And then I'm going to get out the way. I just want to get my one chip, get my one ring for, for doing this thing, and then I'm out the way. You know, I'm out the way. I want to be more of a mentor. That's all it takes sometimes, man. You, you just need the one. You know, that's all I need. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm not looking to sit in some company for 25 years, bro. I'm not. I'm. I'm not here to suck the tit. I'm here <laughs> to get a glass of milk and get out of here. But you got to give me the milk. But once I get the milk, I gotta go. And that's it. And yeah, this is going to create opportunities for a lot of people because the lane I'm creating is going to be the first lane. People are going to realize, wait, that lane, he left the foundation. He put it there for us. I'm like, yeah, it's right there. Just take the blueprint. I'm not hating, but while I'm doing it, don't be fighting. <laughs> there can be but one. JB the ticket. There you go. I've appreciated it everything you have for me on this man this is uh this is definitely going to be in the bookmark 
this is me. This is who I am. This is the same guy you met at the station. Again, I live in the real world, man. I've had fans screaming my name. I've had people ask for my autograph in high school. High school. And then when I went to college, I've, 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 I've helped sell out concerts. I've been brought up on stage by your favorite rapper. All of those things were fun in the times that I did them. But when I began to understand that this is something that continually goes on, and if I, being an entrepreneur, have an interest in what I'm doing, let me get some money. So that's my mentality behind things. I got to live in the real world. I got to figure out a way to eat, eat legally. And most importantly, figure out a way to enjoy what I'm doing. I hate feeling like I'm tortured doing what I do. And what I'm doing now, doing sports radio, we're learning the sponsorship game because that's a big part of radio. Again, it's not investors. Yep. Your sponsors are not investors. They're sponsors. They're looking for market eyes and ears. So there's still things that excite me. I love to learn. I'm a lifelong learner. And that's one of the main keys about this industry that hasn't bored me yet. There's still a few things that I haven't learned that I'm going to learn and master. But mainly when I get that, championship and i know what it is in my heart but when i get that championship i'm done and i'm glad you, know, you got the chance to do this too because like you said you don't do this on air which means that you know people who listen to you they know exactly why they do and they'll come back because they know the value but yeah i mean they I don't get it again like i told you these these outlets are intimidated by me i'm gonna keep it real even here in town i've been on the air in, in town since 2017 so again your local networks i've been here five six seven years Go ahead and keep going, calling them jack o loons and losing people money. Go ahead and keep boring people off your station with these wax shows. I'm still bubbling in the underground. I like doing what I do. You're just interviewing me now. So that should tell you right there. If I've been here this many years and you're just interviewing me now, it's not for my lack of availability. It's just right. that, again, larger Clearly. media here in town, they don't know what to make of me. Because I'm a created entity. I'm like, well, I'm your equal. Treat me as an equal. Invite me on and say my network name. I don't have to work for you to get that credit. I have the same education you do. I put in time for this country. Did you? So give me my fair shake or continue to hawk the jackalones. Continue to hawk the narrative. And yeah. I'll continue to drop the grease. And eventually that grease, if you're not using it to oil your wheels, I might sprinkle a little bit on the floor and have you slip up. JP, the ticket. You <laughs> Man, we have, it's a storm. It's a storm going through Las Vegas right now. It's been 110 degrees plus for the last week and a half. But of course, in the midst of all of that, we get thunder, lightning, and uh, showers in the middle of the Yeah, remember it's earlier really we were supposed to go on over here, but my Wi-Fi was all jacked up. Yeah, but it, it it's clear over on where I'm at now. It's super clear. There's there's not a well. I mean, there's a cloud in sight, but there's not a streak of lightning in sight. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, it passed. I, I was just saying that on record so that way, uh, the listener knows that this this was a. Oh, anybody experience. who listens to my show live on KSHP every weekend knows that technical difficulties are just a part of my shtick. So wherever I go, because I'm bringing so much grease and heat that the airwaves. They can't handle it, man. You probably already got somebody trying to shadow ban you right now because they know JB said nothing about our agenda. And I'm like, and I won't. <laughs> the aliens. You know it's the aliens. I'll blame oh, them. those are my friends. 
My they, sister they says that. They stopped off at the wrong house a couple nights ago. I had been praying for them to abduct me. I wanted to go up to see a few people that I got in heaven. But they stopped off at the wrong home. So, yeah, that was a false alarm. They'll be back in October for me, though, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I love aliens, man. You know how you love wrestling? I love aliens. Anything due to ancient aliens, ancient Egypt, giants, God coming down, having sex with the women, calling them angels and all. I'm with all of that. And if you really want to go to one of my religious sermons, my sermon about the creation of Earth, not only is it comedically hilarious, it's historically and biblically accurate. The entire human race, the entire start off of the Bible was with a couple homeboys like, yo, man, we're going to get some booty. B believe it or not, man. Breaking I, laws. I've, I've had a deep dive where I think I know exactly. I'm, I'm in stride with you. And I'm sure it's, <laughs> yes. I'm sure you'd have, yes, this, get it. you know, gut-wrenching laughter. <laughs> I believe that all, everything is intertwined. I believe the history is real because it wouldn't be, we wouldn't have the knowledge that we do if it wasn't, it, it, where did it begin? JB's out of here. That was a blast. Honestly, it, it was exactly what I wanted. Um, and you can't say that uh, there wasn't something valuable in what he said. Many, many, many things. So with that being said, folks, we're going to go ahead and get up out of here. Till next time.